Time now for all things Gators, all things orange and blue. Dan Hicken and Frank Frangie. What's up, Hick? Two Gators, two orange and blue guys, Southeast Orthopedic Specialist in Northeast Florida's un- leading orthopedic center, providing unparalleled level of care across numerous locations in Jacksonville and St. Augustine, including Riverside, Northside, Southside Beaches, Fleming Island, and St. John's. More on them throughout the podcast. Good to be along with you. We begin with some sad news, though, and that's the well, the murder of Rache Caldwell, killed at the age of 41, far too young, and uh, lots of good memories. The name Caldwell really is synonymous with the success of Florida football. You're talking about the leading receiver in the history, his brother, right. Bubba, right. Andre, and he was eighth all-time in receptions, uh, Riche. Yeah, I, I, it, it really hit me hard yeah. in, in this time when everything else is so sad sure. going on in our world, Dan. Uh, yeah, that one stung me pretty hard when I saw it, and I know it did you as well. Um, you and I have had this talk. That 2001 team, yes, so was, good. I, I think was one of the best teams of all time. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite teams of all time at Florida, and uh, and I and I and he was a big part of that. I thought that I thought Rex Grossman throwing to Gaffney, Caldwell, and Taylor Jacobs, yes. was about as good as it got. Probably every bit as good as Danny throwing to Ike Riedel and Jack Green. All three who you just mentioned, this would surprise a lot of Gator fans. All three of those guys that you just mentioned, Taylor Jacobs, mm-hmm. Taylor Jacobs, right, Jabbar Gaffney, and now the late Rache Caldwell are in the top ten all-time receiving at Florida in terms of catches. And they, Jabbar Gaffney's second in yards. And they played, Dan, in an era when it wasn't as wide open. And right. Andre Caldwell, Bubba Caldwell, was not a better college player than his brother. Right. He has more catches because he played in a wide open the, – the world yes. changed. Steve Spurrier changed the world, yes. by the way. Yes, So, But, no, that was very sad. You know, so I read a lot about Richie, and I, and I, and I, I followed recruiting then a lot. Yeah. But maybe not close enough. What I didn't realize in, until just God, bless his, God rest his soul, but now that he passed away, we've read a lot about him. Mm-hmm. What I didn't realize is what an unbelievable high school quarterback he was. They said he was Michael Vick before Michael Vick, but in that era, if you were a running quarterback, you yeah. quite often got moved to receiver. Yeah, uh, Lamar. Ja- I got thinking with Lamar Jackson in in, so he played in Riche played in early two thousand. Yeah. So he probably played high school in the late nineties. Yeah, would Lamar Jackson have been a college receiver? Would he have not gotten? A, would Michael Vick? Would they have not gotten a chance? Well, that's like a fair question to ask. He apparently also Tampa Jefferson High School. Yeah, for the Caldwell brothers, and. I also read something about him being a, that he could have made it in baseball. Good baseball player, center so fielder. He was a very yeah. good baseball player, and he was a three sports star back when three sports stars were cool. Right, that's uh, right. And that was another thing about him. And yeah, just really, uh, I had some friends who went to Jefferson High School back in my day, my yeah, age. Right. So I I knew a little bit about Tampa Jefferson High School, and uh, uh, that's been there for a long time. And the Caldwells were. Uh, and again, synonymous with with the greatness of Florida football. You mentioned two thousand one. I, I was looking at the top ten. Was really looking at receptions in right, Gator right. by Gator receivers in history. And uh, Bubba number one. And Bubba, you remember when he set the record? Did he punt it or did he throw it into the stands? Like Carlos Alvarez, something like that. Yeah, Either yeah. punted it or threw it because right, Alvarez right. did the same thing. Correct. And the story was told that he went to the sideline and Urban, who probably didn't even know who Carlos Alvarez was, like, "What right. the hell are you doing?" Right. It's like, "Well, that's what." That's what they did. That's when what he, he broke did. the record, I That's broke really the record, cool. so I did it. And then um, uh, 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 Willie Jackson up there as well. 
I didn't realize 162. that. You'd be surprised. And one res- one running back in the top ten all time. In receiving? Yeah. Eric Rett? Eric Rett. Yeah, I would have guessed that. 153 catches because of that little yeah, shovel yeah, draw. Yeah, that, right? That, That's a catch, yeah, right? That, and they threw it to him a lot. Oh, yeah. Spurrier really liked yeah. to throw it to the back. So yeah. That was a, that was a yeah. C. Spurrier thing. And he was there four years. Yeah, that's right. So and piled up a lot of stats. But Eric Red is a has a you know an unbelievable uh, statistical yeah. career at Florida. Jack Jackson was in the top ten as well. Um, so uh, some really good uh, 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 receivers, but some surprising names. I think when you think, like I can Redell, right? Generally, Chris Doring is ahead of those two guys because they didn't right. stay as long. I can Redell are tied. By the way, same amount of catches. You know, Chris Doring either has or is tied for the most touchdown catches in SEC history. Yeah, 31. Yeah, in, in the history of the league. Yeah, how about that? The, the league started in 1933. Yeah. So it's almost been Just 100 running years. down the middle of the field. Yeah, catching balls. <laughs> uh, my, fa- I, 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 my favorite Doring story yeah. is the game in Athens. In a, you you might remember this. Okay. They, they call, I don't know if you do or not, so they call a play. They're, mm-hmm. they're blowing out Georgia and Athens. They, they, they rolled them. Uh, the one game played in Athens because they were, they were renovating. No one's ever hung 50 on them up there? Right, that, that game. Yeah. So I was there. Dor- it was great. I, okay, so do you remember this play if you were there? I was okay. there too. Doring runs a route into the end zone, caught touchdown. Yeah. Flag. Um, oh. Ill, uh, holding or something on the yeah. offense. Run it again. Caught <laughs> touchdown. Flag. Illegal formation. Run it again. Run it again. Run it again. Caught touchdown. Do you remember that? He caught three. Vaguely. Three straight plays. <laughs> three straight plays where he caught touchdown passes. You're saying he wants 33 on yeah, the books. Yeah, yeah. So, so three straight plays. Again, and that was the big story. They kept running the same play. Yeah. So I so I had Chris on the air. This is one of my And I told Danny Werfel the story. He's still laughing about it uh, recently. But I had Chris on the air a few years ago. I said, Chris, I gave him game, that game in Georgia. You caught three touchdowns and only got credit for one. He says, no, Frank. I caught five and only got credit for three. <laughs> Which was a, so he wound up with three that day and two that didn't count. So, yeah. uh, But, yeah, sad, it's very sad. Riche Caldwell, again, that, that yeah. 2001 team. I'll, I'll go to my grave. You've heard me say that. Yeah, you loved them. I, I don't think that team gets its credit, not just in Gator lore, in college football lore. I, I will go – I think they would have gone to the Rose Bowl and hung around with Miami and might have won the game. And that Miami team is roundly regarded as one of the two or three best in the history of college football because of all the great players that came out of it and the the scores by which they won. And they rolled Nebraska, of course, in the championship game. If Florida had found a way – I mean, things happened for a reason and Mm -hmm. the game got moved because of September 11. But if Florida had found a way to beat a good Tennessee team that that year and hang on and beat them on that in that December game, damn you, Travis Stevens! They would have won the next game against LSU. I'm pretty confident of that. They they rolled LSU in the regular mm-hmm. year, fifty six to or forty something, yeah, 10 or whatever. Out there, yeah, out there. I was yeah. at the game, and I uh, and I think they would have they would have won. Uh, I'm pretty convinced, Dan. They would have they would have beaten LSU and would have hung around Miami. And that team doesn't get the due I think it should get. Right. And uh, by the way, by far the leading passing offense in Florida history. Yes, that team well, he averaged, was, wasn't he plus three hundred every game. He was, and the team averaged over four hundred. Yeah, the team averaged over. Well, again, if you look at averaged. the three that you mentioned, the three main receivers in yeah. all top ten in right. the history of Florida in catches. Right, that's right. That's pretty good. So the team averaged over four hundred. Yeah. So, so it was Carlos a, Alvarez second, by the way, in yeah. that list. So it was. A, it was. A, it's a sad, sad to see the very the, sad. The sad passing of Richie Caldwell. Yeah, on from, from from there we move ahead, and listen, it's it's become apparent now. Uh, that F- Florida is the trendy pick to be the, quote, dark horse Correct. team to make the Final Four, a team that hasn't done right. it yet but since the, since the we've started the, the, the deal, the Final Four, the college football playoffs. So, um, but, but it's interesting, Frank, and, and, and I can feel it. I'm sensing it. 
All right. I'm sensing it from Gator Nation. And these are different times and with the coronavirus pandemic. And by the way, the boys reporting back to work as well. But I'm sensing this. It's not just, you know, well, they should be in the final four. Right. It's, uh, well, they need to be. They need to beat Georgia. Right. They need to be in the final four. And then and then really that will be the the leaping point to making the final four every year for the next decade. Right. Well that's right. I think no, I think you're dead on. And I and I, and I will say And that. I'm okay with that expectation yeah. with Florida football more so than basketball. You know you've heard us right. discuss and argue back and forth about the different sports. I'm okay with that, but I can sense this is coming from ten to eleven to not just getting to the final four here, but this is the starting point now where we'll be there every year. And, but I will say, I hear you. You're dead on. <laughs> but I, I warn college fans of this all the time. Please do. Don't make one season referendums until a guy has earned right by bad coaching. He's earned that right. the 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 worst thing that could happen is Kyle Trask gets hurt. Yes. Damian Pierce gets hurt, yeah. and all of a sudden that eleven and one, twelve and zero season everybody is waiting for becomes ten and two, right. nine and three, right? And and Dan Mullen says, you know what? We've had two really good seasons. We're disappointed in this one, and everybody jumps off the boat. Right? Can't, the college football fans are notorious. That's a good one. That's true. Notorious for jumping off. Yeah. How dare you not win twelve yeah. games after you won eleven last year? Yeah. And it doesn't work like that. It might work <laughs> like that if you're Alabama. It works like that. Sure. Nobody else, it works like that. Clemson's yeah. there now. So, um, But having said all that, I do think they have a really good team. For I, sure. I, I think yeah, you've been high on them. I've been high on their team. I've been high on their quarterback who's starting to get love now. Mm-hmm. It's taken a while. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm high on Trask. I'm high on their team. And I think, uh, I think they've got a really good team. The reality of the situation, and we may have said this last week, I, uh, remind me, it's in essence, if they are who you want them to be, who you think they can be. Right. In essence, it's a two-game schedule. Yeah, if they're correct, if, if they are, if they're to that, well, two things. Yeah, number one, their roster and their coaching is to that point. Okay, but there's also the culture of can you handle being a team that's at that point? Right. That, that's a new right. thing for these guys. Right, been a long time. Right, I mean, think about it. Tim Tebow was there the last time Florida was elite. Tim yes. Tebow's in his thirties. That's right. All right, so Ouch. it's been a long time. What since, does that make us yeah, old? Okay, so uh, but it's been a long time since. Florida has been elite, mm-hmm. so you got to handle being elite. Mm-hmm. Just because the logo's elite, yes. and the stadium's elite, and the history's elite, mm-hmm. and the heritage is elite, doesn't make you elite. Yeah, and I think that's and they've got to get Dan. They got to handle that. And they've got to be prepared for that. And I think that's a big, really a big part of and of and then what, and you're sort of referring to you know that's where you go to Knoxville and you take care of business. There's going to be one of those games, right. one right. of those other ten games. They're going to be in a, a yeah. fight for their lives. That's right. That's it's, just college football. Right. LSU and Georgia have have rosters comparable or better than Florida's. Right. The other ten teams do not. Correct. But among those other ten, there's a game in Tallahassee. Yeah. That, that always has been sticky. Mm-hmm. There's a game in Knoxville that over the in the past has been sticky. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's quirky. The trip to Ole Miss is quirky. Lane yep. Kiffin's there. He'll yep. do the the quarterback's athletic. Mm-hmm. That could get quirky. quirky. There, there, there's quirky moments yep. in the yep. season. But if you are who you say you are, you win all those. That that's correct, right? And, and if not, and look, I wouldn't be surprised if they won twelve and zero and are the, and the the number two seed in the playoffs. I also wouldn't be shocked if because they haven't had that target on their back, mm-hmm. they stumble a little bit. Right. I think this. I think I, I've told you this from from the get go on this year's team. Mm-hmm. They're the most intriguing team in the country because how do they handle that? 
Clemson's not intriguing. They're just great. Do they win or do they not? Ohio State, do they win or do they not? Alabama, do they win or do they not? LSU's a little intriguing because you wonder if they can do it again. Yeah. Yeah, and you don't think they are either, I think they're going to be off a little. The other point to make about Florida, and we sort of alluded to it, but statistically, if you look it up, and there's been some, you know, lists out there, they have perhaps the easiest schedule in the Southeastern Conference. I saw them with strength of schedule-wise. They had it ranked as – as number yeah. fourteen, the it, easiest schedule because they play no. Other well, they're not. They don't have the Texas yet, right. or the home and homes right. of Colorado, or Utah, Arizona State, or Cal, or any of those starting yet, or Miami. Yeah, that's coming. But this year, it's Eastern. Right. It's South Al. I don't even know who is that. Who it I'll is? tell you who it is. It's Eastern Washington. Yeah. Directional. Right. South Al directional, and we'll throw a state in there as in New Mexico. Yeah. Wow. I don't so, know if Terrence Mathis is still there or yeah, not, but yeah, they're, but, they're, yeah there's th- but, those three. Those yeah. are those are terrible, but those are yeah. easy. And, and the one that typically is and then FSU hard, is not great. The one that's typically yeah. hard. You get the sense that FSU's not back yet, right? I do worry a little bit about FSU Norvell showing up and being their Spurrier. I know he didn't play there, yeah, but. Uh, when Spurrier got to Florida in you, '90, you bite your tongue. Yeah, I, I know. You I bite know, your I know, tongue. I know. Good point. If you want to punch me in the face, da- you should. Damn it, man! But, we're in we're in June here, know, yeah. and he just said, "Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Gator Nation." Well, listen. I'm worried a little bit. <laughs> well, on June 8th. Okay, just just stop. You want to retract? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. All right. But but let me but, but but let me make my point. Okay. I always believed Florida had a better roster uh-huh. than its record until Spurrier got there. Okay, they right, had right, NFL right, guys right, right, running right, around right, right. and weren't developing them. And FSU has NFL and I, guys, and I think FSU they do has better players in their record. And if Mike Norvell's very good, they have they could have a better team than people expect they them may to have, have, which is what Florida had in ninety. They may have three first round. They could have. I've seen three different names: uh, Marvin Wilson. Terry. To Marion Terry, yeah. and then the safety, who I can't say his name. Yeah, Nazrul Dean. Thank you. But I think, and, they, and they, have, they have two other good, pretty good defensive tackles. They have a good, they have, they have yes. a decent roster. So that's fair. Yeah. So, but I'm not going to let you get uh, away you're with right. that. You're right. I said it wrong. But, but can they be? <laughs> can he, will he do more with them than, than Willie Taggart or even Jimbo did at the end? So. Well, when, and when, uh, just a quick uh, listen. FSU has not fallen so much so that it was so bad over there. They won six games. Right. You can roll a football out at FSU and win eight. Correct. As you should at Florida, That's as you should at any major. Totally agree. Yeah, okay. totally, totally right. agree. So, right. so we'll see what happens. I want to get to basketball in a second. Uh-huh. But before we do, a uh, final thought or two uh, on this football team. So they're, so they're back mm-hmm. to work. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see what they look like. Yeah, I know. Usually when they get back to work after, after Nick Savage. We're not going to be getting the before and after pictures quite yet. Right. Yeah. When, when Nick Savage yeah. has them by now, yeah. you can't wait to see the pictures. Yeah, you can't no pictures wait. yet. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah. So Hold I'm, off on those. So I'm, aren't you curious to see what yes. they're going to look like? Yes, and and and. There's no video availabilities, but I did see the video. It's a different world, man. And I saw, like, at Georgia and them reporting, and they're being handed their masks and these things. And, again, they're going to wear their masks. If you're around the facility, when you're working out, you're not going to wear a mask. So yeah. it, it, that that part will be interesting. I do, I do tend to agree with one thing uh, that the Georgia coach said, and that is that it's probably a safer environment for a lot of these guys than, no you know, where else they would be. Uh, I, I do agree with that. One yeah. final thought about football. Yes, sir. Uh, we'll talk more about this next week. All right. But Gervon Dexter, mm-hmm. Derek Wingo. Oh, look at you. Zav- fresh. Xavier Henderson. Yeah. And I'm going to say Josh Braun. Okay. Are those the four? I like that. I'm not counting Lingard, who's a transfer. Yeah. No, no, no. I no, like those true Are those freshmen. the four? 
Those if are you good had to four. pick four, it would, yeah. would that, that's the four, right? Yeah. Now, some, someone can come out of nowhere. Sure. I think and the somebody safety, probably will. I think the safety from Jacksonville is going to come out of nowhere. Yeah. But, but I think right now the four, right? Okay. I like that. All uh, play this year. Yes. All help this year. Yes. Wouldn't you think? Yes. Because linebacking doesn't have a star, I don't think. Mm. Wingo might one day yeah, be that. Right. Dexter is the first five-star they've had in forever right. that they've signed out of high school. God, you hope they, they have not had a lot of luck with the five-stars no, they've signed. No, but let's hope. hope. that he's a, a legit five-star. And apparently right. Henderson is, is really good. Yeah. And I think they need a little depth on the line. Yeah. And I think even with the transfer coming in. So those uh, those are my four. Those are everybody's four. I think yes. my four. Those are everybody's four, right? And we the schedule's conducive that you can see a lot of them early. Yeah, I, I, that's what I think. Yeah. That's what I think. Hey, let's yeah. get to Hoops for a second. Andrew Nebhard yes, sir. is coming back to college. Uh-huh. And you, maybe you and Hayes did this on the podcast last week. I don't mm-hmm. know if you did or not, but... Andrew Nebhardt is coming back to college since last you and I have done this, yeah. but not to Florida. Yeah, where what did he... you what did you think of the first of all? What did you think of the story? Okay, I, again, Mike White guy. Yeah, me right? too. Right, and I'm more about you know what? At first I was huh, and then when I thought about it, okay, here's a guy who says okay, I, I'm, I'm exploring last year, so it's already been on his mind, and I just think for whatever reasons it's not a great mesh. I think. We want to play a little more up-tempo. You know, we talked a little bit about there's a, there's a you know, an excitement about uh, Appleby or Mann with two athletic guys, Lewis and Johnson on the right. wings right. and that right. kind of thing. So I think that's – so I was a little surprised at first, but then when I thought about it, I was like, okay, I can see why. I'm not sure what he's going to gain by leaving, uh, and I don't want to discount – because he didn't play fast, he was a hell of a point guard, college point guard. He's second all-time in assists right. behind Calathis. So right. I don't want to take away. I think he's a a real good basketball player. Okay. I, there's no College-wise. Really, and yeah. a good kid. Yeah. By all accounts. Yeah, no problems. Good guy, good kid. Okay? It's just a little odd that he's leaving right. to go someplace else. Well, but, here, but I'll tell you my thought on yeah. that. The two leading assist guys in Florida basketball history. Yeah, Calathis. Are the same guy. <laughs> Might be right, right? Both six five six six. He sort of clashed with Billy. Both good kids. Yeah. Um, both nice kids. Yeah. But dominated the ball. Dominated. Always had the ball. A lot both of, of them. Always. Dominated the ball. Dominated the tempo. Yep. Neither of those guys were super athletic. Nope. Both were going to play in the league. Nebert is going to play in the league some. I don't he'll know if he'll be a star. He'll, yeah. he'll, he'll be in the league. Yeah. Just like Calathus played a little while in the league. Mm-hmm. I don't know that you were going to be a great basketball team in college mm-hmm. with that guy. And yeah. I'm not knocking him. He's a wonderful sure. kid. And and so I, I as a fan of the team, right. I don't want to say this disrespectfully because he's a wonderful player and a wonderful kid. He was a good Gator. He played every game. Yeah. He played hurt. Yeah. He, uh, there's some games he got hurt. He came back in. He was tough. He's a good student. He was a good guy. He was a good teammate. Mike White liked him very much or likes him very mm-hmm. much. So there's nothing negative to say about Andrew Nebhard. Mm-hmm. But my heart wasn't broken as a fan because I want to see him play faster. I want to see him play with a little more electricity. I want to see the tempo, and I want to see him win more games. So I, I'm not – and my guess is, and I don't know this, Dan, but my guess – there wasn't – you didn't see this outcry when he – oh, my God, Andrew Nebhard is – Leaving, staying in college but leaving. You didn't mm-hmm. see that. Mm-hmm. I almost sensed all over Gator Nation, even within the program, this is probably good for all concerned. And I would guess that Mike White probably had a conversation with Nebar. They probably look came to a because conclusion I, together. When he offered the scholarship to the Michigan transfer, mm-hmm. 
is it Castle or, or we go up one? Yeah, yeah. Well, now you're at thirteen. Yeah. Now you're at thirteen. Yeah. If Trey Mann comes back, yeah, which everyone expects that he will, we only get thirteen. Right. Right. So now you're at thirteen. Right. So I think when they offered the scholarship to the Michigan guy, that was the indicator that that was the indicator both that both sides had that both sides yeah. had agreed it's time. Wherever Andrew plays next year, it's probably not in Gainesville. And I think uh, we talked about it on the podcast a little bit. Yeah. When they took the Michigan transfer. Who gets a scholarship? Right. Even though he's not playing this year, he's got a right. scholarship. Right. That pretty much told us that Andrew Nebhardt or Man One weren't coming back. Yeah. And I think I think everybody knew at that point they probably weren't going to have Nebhardt. Yeah. What? Uh, um, I was looking. I think it was Gonzaga. He's a, can, a Canadian kid, right? Nebhardt. Yes. So he probably doesn't. He's looking. At, SC, I think, was another the, one. The brother committed to Creighton. Did you see this? No. The younger brother, okay. Ryan Nebhard. Any chance he'd go there? Well, I want. He, now, Ryan, Ryan's, a, Ryan's a point guard, but he's 6'1, so he yeah. doesn't have the size right. Andrew does. But And he's a top 100 guy, but he's not a top right. 30 guy. Right. But I wonder if Ryan going to Creighton. Right. Because Creighton could you really use an Andrew Nebhard. Oh. They have a really good program, yeah. but they need transfer there. Yeah. So I have not heard a lot of schools. It'll be interesting to see where he ends it, up. It will. But, yeah. it, but, but I'll say this about him. Mm-hmm. I said this about Will Greer. I hope he's great. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. I, I, I root for the transfer. Yeah. I don't root against the transfers. I root for the guys that were there. So I hope he goes in as a Has great there been brother. a transfer I've rooted against um, who left Florida, and I, I was like, eh. I rooted I'm for. Trying to think I who. rooted for Brissett. I rooted for Driscoll quarterbacks. You could name them all day. Brock Berlin. I at Miami. I didn't root for him that night. No, you know what? <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I was okay with him. That, yeah. that night was awful, but other than yeah. that, I was okay with him. He was um, beaten out by you know Rex. Yeah, so I, I'm, yeah. I'm just so, trying to think out loud here for a second. Are there? Yeah, good point. Good. I'm thinking. I don't know. Back. No, there's not. I'm with you. There's not. There's I think a, I'm right. I think I'm with you. Like yeah. I don't think I necessarily. Yeah, I, I root, I root for those guys. I mean, I, I don't. I don't have once you once you are one of ours. As far as I'm concerned, you always kind of are. Very rarely do they go to rivals. It's happened, right, but very right. rarely do they go. Uh, one more note I, I was going to throw your way. Man, I've seen it this morning. Uh, we taped these on Mondays. Uh, the Mac is back. Yes, I they saw kept it. kept the name. Well, let me sort ask of. you. Yeah. They're going to keep it in some capacity. Yeah. I don't think this – and I may be wrong about this because I just saw the story yeah. like you did. Yeah. I get the sense – Somehow the McKeithen name is going to be involved in yeah, the stadium. I like that. That's but fine. I don't think it's going to be the Mac, is it? I don't know. Because I'm guessing um, it's going to be whoever gives you X million. Right? Don't you think that's what it's ultimately going to be? I mean, it's a $65 I mean, million dollar facility. I mean, we need someone to give I mean, us a few. Exact, exact Tech gave yeah. them a bunch of money. Yeah. And it's now on the arena. Yeah. You know, I think that's yeah. the way it's going to go. So, yeah. so we'll see. Anyway, a lot, a lot of fun stuff. Tomorrow yeah, or man. next week, we'll talk more about spring football. Oh. Spring football. We'll talk more about fall football, yeah. fall camp. That's coming Workouts. Around the corner. Yeah. We're getting closer. Yeah. Frank Frangie and Dan Hickett. Yeah, and for the highest quality care, always rely on Southeast Orthopedic Specialists. For any orthopedic injury or concern, log on to se-ortho.com. That's se-ortho.com. Frank, have a good week. You too, Hick.